Yo, what is going on, everybody? Back at it again with another Sixers live stream. It's been a hot minute, but we are back talking about our boys, man. Still trying to get over that rough loss a couple weeks ago. Um, we have a lot of questions. We're hoping for some answers soon. You know what I mean? Um, this offseason is going to be very interesting, to say the least. RB here. Welcome to Philly Take with RB. And we also have Philly Mike, Philly Talk podcast. We are live on both channels covering the Sixers and Eagles as always. Um, if you guys have not yet, go like on both channels. Go subscribe to both channels. Appreciate you guys being here. We're going to be covering the entire offseason, uh, both of us here. Um, and I hope to do a lot of streams like this. But Philly Mike, what is going on, my man? Hey, hanging in there, you know, just trying to watch some good basketball in these finals. Get ready for the draft and get out that second consecutive second round. Uh, I mean, just the second round, man. I hate the second round. We can't get about it there. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing what Daryl Morey does because obviously something got to be done. After we watch Milwaukee and Atlanta play and them being able to compete a little bit without their superstars and stuff like that, and we're just sitting there getting 30 points a game from Joel Embiid and not able to capitalize on that, and it's just ridiculous at this point in time. Yeah, um, the NBA Finals is going to be interesting. You know, if Giannis doesn't play, I mean, I already think it may be the lowest-rated Finals in a long time. Um, but if Giannis doesn't play, I mean, it's going to be crazy. But, you know, you bring up a great point, and we were just talking about this, like the fact that we couldn't get past the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, I mean, this Sixers team, like if, if it doesn't slap you in the face by now, that we have glaring issues that must be fixed. We couldn't get past the Atlanta Hawks. I know Trey Young was injured and all. They were playing good ball. But come on, man. Come on. It, it was supposed to be the easiest path to the Eastern Conference Finals, and we know how it ended up. But uh, real quick, shout out to all the channel members in the building. I see a couple of mine in here, Petey, Rick Bennett. Um, I know Philly Mike has a couple channel members in here as well. Yeah, shout out to you guys, Eagle Uncensored. A um, couple of you guys. What's going on, everybody? Shout out to all the channel members. Shout out to everybody in the chat. We got 80 up in here already. Again, we're live on both channels. Be sure to hit that like, subscribe. We're going to be talking some Sixers. Uh, appreciate you guys always coming in, showing love as always. Let us know your thoughts. What what is this season? What is this offseason going to look like? What needs to happen? And I think that's kind of how we'll kick it off. I'm, I'm going to let Mike take the floor because I know if you're a Sixers fan, you have to have kind of this burning passion inside you like, it's not like we're expecting something, but like something has to happen. And I'll let Mike take the floor. Like if you're Daryl Morey, the, the title says it all, like the future lies in your hands. A lot like things have to happen this offseason. If we stay complacent, we're just asking for failure over and over again. So, Mike, take it away, man. What 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 would you do if you're the Sixers GM? Well, you know, the the elephant in the room is Ben Simmons and just the fact that what can you really get for him? We heard that the Pacers offered us a first-round Welcome Brogdon, Brogdon, however you say his last name. He's not a sixer, so I don't got to learn it. Um, and, and we shot it down. Now, there were other ones that were uh, offered to us, I guess, but not reported. So maybe they were more of a just uh, feeling out uh, situation. But the elephant in the room, the league knows we know that in this playoff run, there were things that were concerning. Doc Rivers, you know, he had some concerning things. Tobias Harris not being able to be the second guy, but he wasn't brought here to be the second guy. 
and then Joel Embiid fourth quarter blunders. Now, again, I can look at you can look at almost anybody and start, you know, finding some things that you gotta criticize. But at the end of the day, the biggest one, the thing that everybody gotta work around, Doc Rivers rotations are a little bit messed up because we can't keep Ben Simmons in crucial situations. Tobias Harris can't be efficient in the fourth quarter. Well, he's not supposed to be the second guy. And Joel Embiid on a torn meniscus, 280 pounds, 280 pounds, needs a sidekick. So me looking at everybody's bad decisions and bad play, still Ben Simmons is attached to it because Embiid needs a sidekick. Harris needs to be the third best scorer and Doc got to be able to put his all-star point guard in the game in crunch time and not have to worry about fouls. And so we got six free agents, you know, the big ones being Furcon, Dwight Howard and Danny Green. If we lose some of them and don't do nothing drastically, confident running it back with the same team, a little less firepower and then again we look real good in the season, but we're not playing basketball for the regular season no more. Win now is not about the regular season. It's about the postseason, which we cannot get past the second round. And again, just watching the Hawks and Bucks play, it's like the Sixers didn't show me it in the in the series we lost against the Hawks, but we would have been able to compete. We just lost such a golden opportunity, no matter if it was Doc's first co coaching job with the Sixers, Daryl Morey's first year, the opportunity was there. And Sixers Twitter lets you know it every day. Still, Sixer Nation is hurting over this, and you should be. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I agree 100%. This one's going to sit with us for a long time. We're going to get clowned until we get into the playoffs next year. Hopefully we get there. Um, you guys lost to the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, it, it's never going to leave. And I know it's been a weird kind of season, postseason. I'll tell you straight up, man, it – People have been, you know, it's kind of been half and half out there. Like a lot of people, oh, Ben Simmons has to go immediately. You're right. It's the elephant in the room. Um, we both said it has to be addressed. Now there's other people that think, okay, he's 24. He's still a project. You can bring him back. You can work on him. I'm here to tell you, no, no, it's over. <laughs> it's over. And here's why. For us to go out like that, okay, I, I've been a Ben defender for years, but the man has not worked on the one thing. That has to be worked on. And at this point in time, if you go out like that in the second round and you bring Ben Simmons back this next season, what is that telling us? That's telling us that you don't see that Joel Embiid's time is literally on a ticker. Joel Embiid, how long does Joel Embiid have realistically? How long do we have to continually put out talent out there that is not superstar talent? That can't get us to a ring. We've seen it this year more than ever. Joel Embiid's injury history continues to build. So for people to come out there and say, we have time. Ben Simmons has time. No, we don't. Well, we no, you're right. Now. Ben Simmons got now. time. Ben Simmons got time. The rest of the Sixers don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and he's playing on his own little timetable, just taking his good old time. And, and you're right. Nobody really wants to talk about Embiid's injury history, and it doesn't get better after it get after it happened. It's never going to just get better, and that's something we're going to have to manage throughout the season. And you know, who knows if we'll have a healthy Embiid in the playoffs at all? You need a guy who he can rely on, so he's not putting the extra wear and tear 
on his body. Yep, I agree. And shout out to Rick Bennett coming with the $4 super chat. Thank you, Rick. Says, how long is the Sixers championship window? This fits right into what we're talking about. How long is it? Because a couple years ago, I said, okay, you know, we're opening up maybe three to four years. Now it's like we're going year by year at this point. We need talent that can win a championship. And, and my eyes have finally been open. Joe Willenbeat has never played with a point guard. He's never played with a point guard, and he's this damn good. Go out and get him a start. And we we have the right guy in place in Daryl Morey. Don't tell me this and that. I don't care if it ended up being a bad deal. He can go out and get you a start. Daryl Morey has to go out and land a start. There's no excuses. It's literally all or nothing. I'm sorry. If we run it back next season, shout out to my guy DJ, we're not winning it. We're not. We have to go out and make major changes. If that second-round series didn't slap you in the face and show you that, and you're comfortable saying, okay, well, we'll see how next year goes. We'll bring him back, and, and we'll see. And maybe we'll trade him at the deadline. His value will be more. No, it's not. We don't. That's the hardest part of this whole thing right now. We don't know what Ben Simmons' value is. You may have a, a team that may overpay for him. That's like, okay, let's go jump on it while we have the chance. You may have nothing. We just heard Brogdon in a first. That was the first offer that we heard. I don't know how I don't know which way the seesaw goes. I really and that's the hardest part of it all. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the window is definitely two to three years because you're looking at Embiid at 27. He's an older 27. Multiple injuries, came into the league with injuries, not really gonna get under that 275 pound. So he can't strength, he's seven something. Um, it's it's hard. Look at DeMarcus Cousins. He's the perfect example. The dude was probably the best center in the game for a minute. A couple big injuries, and the dude is just a bench guy. You know what I mean? And that's 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 what it could be for Embiid if, if worst-case scenario. So you got to give him the necessary tools. But here's the thing. We don't have a lot of cap space, so star will definitely have to be via trade. And it's like right now, the league is at a, in an area where if a guy is disgruntled, you can make it. You can make a push to get somebody. We saw AD go. Um, they they kind of got a king ransom for him, but James Harden went for dang near nothing. Um, you know, I I don't know. I just I just wish I wish free agency and these superstars contracts were a little bit more favorable at this time. Like I wish Dane was nearing the end of his. Bradley Beal possibly nearing the end of his. I just think that, you know, we're in a bad spot with because we went all in, because we thought Ben Simmons was the second guy. And again, look, we hated Tobias Harris last year. Why did we hate him? Because he was buns. And so even the people who say, let's put some put some criticism on Tobias Harris, he he didn't play above his contract, but he played above what we thought of him. And his he's supposed to be the third best scorer on your team. He's not supposed to be the second. And he's been asked to be the second. It's Curry was asked a lot in these playoffs, and I'm, and I'm glad we got him. Hopefully he can translate that into a more consistent thing. Then you really got some stuff working with Embiid. But like you said, we need a point guard. Could you imagine uh, a, a Trey Young type, just a guy who can make the defense come out there can't go underneath the screen and then just the lob game and the, and the, and the game on the two man game with Joel Embiid would be ridiculous. Yeah. And I think it's time we see that because as good as we see Joel Embiid as, as good as we 
the product we've seen put out by Joel. And it's it's crazy how Joel hasn't even played that long. I still feel like he could be optimized even more with a true point around him because think about the pressure that could take off. And I'm glad you brought up Tobias because he's the next person we're going to talk about. But, you know, man, like I go back to the same point and it, it, we kind of just went over the hill in these playoffs. Tobias Harris didn't show up in the, in the two biggest games we needed him to. But you know what he did? He tried. He went out and he shot 24 shot attempts. They didn't fall, but you're right. He can't. He's not a number two option. And I, I remember us having the same conversation before the playoffs, and I said, can Tobias be the number two option on a championship team? And, and we thought he could if other guys played up to their role because of the system that we play with Joel dominating. But Joel with the meniscus and other things happen. And like you said, Curry can't be relied on to put up 30 a game. And we just fell, man. And, you know, where where the money is allocated with the expectations there, I think we need another player. But in terms of, you know, we're pretty much agreeing that the Sixers have to go out and get a star, even if that means Ben Simmons going. But Tobias Harris, what do you think the Sixers need to do with him? I mean, when, when you look at his, his contract, he, he's still not living up to that. You know, he's he's right below a max contract. And you think max contract or close to it, you got to be a little bit more reliable. Um, he was consistent throughout the season, but he definitely showed uh, the signs of not being able to be that consistently number two scorer. You know, fourth quarter, Joel Embiid's getting doubled. They're starting to throw bodies on him where Doc Rivers, for some reason, can't get him the ball on the block. He's getting the ball in the high post on the wing at the three-point line, and it's taken Embiid out of his game. It's taken Tobias, and, and Tobias can't get into his game. You know what I mean? And and so he, he's another one because he's older. He's getting played paid close to a max contract. I think he's probably one of the hardest players to trade, and I think if you do get a trade done, you're going to get a, a more of a guy with potential and like you said, we're not ready to be getting draft picks or or this young upcoming guard. No, three years. We need to put the best people around Embiid for the next three years. If Embiid has more than three years, great. Yep. But yep. his knees, his yeah. knees. Yeah. Let me tell you, I, I think Tobias Harris is in a peculiar situation here. And in terms of the Sixers, right, I honestly have said this now for a week, like, I think anybody's on the table, okay? I've always been the guy to, like, have the fan favorites. I'm sorry. If it's not what you want to hear, it's my opinion, okay? But Tyrese Maxey, Thibel, all of them are on the trade table if it means us going out and getting a premier star, okay? And Tobias Harris, if I'm Daryl Morey and I'm fielding offers, and, and I think what happens elsewhere in terms of who we get first might depend, you know, what happens with Tobias Harris. But if we can get a lot of value right now for Tobias, you may even be able to argue that Tobias Harris's value is at the highest it's been because he had his best season. And maybe you want to offload that contract. So honestly, I could see it going either way. Maybe we do get a star, though, and Tobias sees as the third option. He doesn't have as much pressure on him, especially in big games. I could see that as well. But if, the, if there's an offer there and you can upgrade or maybe you can get, you know, two – great shooters and have more cap space. Like I'm pulling that trigger as well. We need to get this team ready to win a championship. And it, it's crazy how it looks now, but th this team panicked by signing Tobias Harris. We should have kept Jimmy Butler. We should have got rid of anybody that was in his way. 
what including we did, Brett Brown, <laughs> including Brett Brown, you know, and we should have listened to it. the guy was literally a saint. He predicted everything that happened with this team. But um, here we are. It sucks. And, you know, I, I think what do you think? Is anybody else on the table? I'm putting anybody on a trade block if, if it means getting us a star. I'm, I'm not playing the favorites anymore. I'm not. I agree. Like I said, I was going. I was going along the the side of his. It would be hard to trade Tobias to get better. But yeah, if you can, if there's a team that wants them that can offer us something, maybe in guard play. Um, that Tobias Harris as the second guy ain't going to be able to get it done. And even if he's put in the package, like I said, I don't know how that works because max contract for Ben Simmons. Uh, Tobias is making a heck of a lot of money. So if you're getting that star. They're a max contract, so you're going to match that. But I don't understand how you could sl slide him in. But I'm all for it. There's only one person on the team that's untradeable, and that is MB. Simple and plain. Um, we just got to get better because of the fact that see Daryl Morey came into this, and I thought, I thought he thought Ben Simmons was going to change as much, um, but it's just not the not the case. And you got the max player in Ben Simmons who 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 regressed in front of our eyes game by game and just really meant – and here's the thing. If I was saying Ben Simmons had a off series, it's one thing. But these were all choices. The dude decided – the dude decided to not let the ball leave his hand to the rim. Zero times he did that out of five out of seven games. Five of your most important games of your life, you yep. went and decided he didn't. He wasn't off. He decided I'm not going to shoot. I refuse. And when I say shoot, it's a term. I'm talking about just go to the rim and lay it up. He yep. took zero field goals in the fourth quarter. Five out of seven games, and that right there is. Something that is the is the most concerning, not the fact that he 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 struggled at the free throw line, the fact that he decided to shut down physically, mentally. You heard Danny Green say it. Hey, I mean, what is he doing? Like, how do we how do we go? How do we go to the next step? How do you get him back in the gym and say, okay, your shot is either going in or out? But yep. it's not the act, it's not you don't need a shooting coach, you need a mental doctor to tell him. Bro, why didn't you attempt a shot? Your team needed you. Yeah. Uh, Tobias was off, and your man's was hurt. What's going on? It, it's crazy, and it, it the thing that really strikes me is like with past playoff series, the other coach is what took Ben out of the game by making good adjustments. This year, Ben took himself out of it, and you're right, he went down with no fight. And you know, <laughs> that's just why I'm saying like. How can you bring this guy back? You know, we're talking he needs a sports psychologist. It's year five. A sports psychologist, we're trying to win a damn championship. I think the best thing for both parties, honestly, is to let Ben go in a smaller market, let him refresh his head. Because, honestly, we've seen him shoot the shots before. Like, he can shoot. It's just something – I don't know why. He just won't. He just won't. Um, It's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. But, anyway – Shout out to Taz coming in with a $5 donation. We appreciate it. It says, F that, I'll trade everybody. But, Joel, if we can get Dame, I also like the Sexton and Love thing. What do you think about that? I mean, I was really watching a lot of uh, Colin Sexton's tape uh, just because of that rumor. I did talk about it in the video. Um, you know, Kevin Love, 
even though he got like a thousand gray hairs and you think that he's shutting it down, I think it was more the situation. The dude could still ball. Uh, we've, we've always asked for a stretch four. He's a guy who can bang down low and give Joel Embiid some rest, but also shoot. He shot 37% from the three this year, but again, I think it was situation. You saw him just throw the ball out of bounds and all that frustrated. I mean, it's Cleveland. If LeBron ain't there, there's, there's, they got no relevancy. Um, but Colin Sexton is a, is a guy who I think, what he first year he had 16 points, second year 20 points per game, and I think last year was 24 points per game. Uh, he's stepping up, but is he going to be able to be ready to next two, three years take a bigger step and be a part of a championship team? It's like, where do you see this team and where do you see MB? That, that's where it all buckles down to. Um, but – Again, what is the legit value of a Ben Simmons where you hear people on national TV still say the kid got potential, the kid got things that GMs want, but then you see, like, of course, the fan base just looks at this like what we do. He's trash, but there is some value there. I just don't know what value is there, and, and we got to make we got to make some decisions. If we go ahead and pull the trigger on a like a Sexton in love or Malcolm Brogdon, and we try to we try to uh, finagle something and get one more player out of there, well, now it's going to be Embiid, and maybe who's the second guy? Now it's Tobias and Brogdon fighting for it, or Tobias and Sexton and Love fighting for it, and it's just like, did we, I don't know. We're, we're in a really tough spot because of the timeline and, and, and money situation. I agree, and, you know, like I, I like Colin Sexton. I think he's going to be a real good player. But then when I look at next year, and let's not forget the Eastern Conference is coming back pretty tough. I'm looking at that roster, Colin Sexton, what, your second, third option to buy. Like, is that a championship team? I don't know. I don't think so. And that's just where I'm coming. Like, let me tell you something. We're in a tough situation because we have no cap flexibility, which is also why we need to offload some of these contracts. At the same time, we don't have a lot of draft picks right now, you know, in terms of the next year or two, especially this year. I think we have one in the first round and one in the second. And then at the same time, like, look look at the free agent class. It was lining up to be a good one, but some guys got extensions. So, you know, unless other guys request out of their situations, like, I don't think there's a ton of options. And that's why I think Daryl Morey is going to have to, you know, work his magic. But, um like, are, are we going to settle for Colin Sexton and Kevin Love for Ben Simmons? Who knows what his value's at? Are we going to settle for Malcolm Brogdon? I don't know if that's a championship team right there. Um, CJ McCollum. I love CJ McCollum. Is he ready to be a second option on a championship team? Some people are saying, of course. Some people say, no way. I don't know where we're sitting at, man. We just need to get Joel what he needs, honestly. Yeah, and, and if you look, look. We've we've talked about these concerns with Ben Simmons throughout the whole year, but we weren't this adamant and traded him because we still again look the defense is great, the facilitating is great, transition offense is great, but that kind of the transition part of the game and the facilitating is not the same in the playoffs. We've seen it right in front of our eyes, and I've been a guy who said yes, please get me a Ben Simmons jumper. But I was also a little bit on the okay side because we saw multiple games where he would just go out of defense and just go at it and 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 be able to score not 20 a game, but 
in certain situations, he would feel the room out. I'm all, it's, I'm all about the situation, you know, uh, Embiid and Tobias struggling. He go ahead and get it at the rim, but he's just shutting down all in all. And we talked about having a point guard like Kyle Lowry next to Ben Simmons when Ben Simmons was still, you know, not afraid to go to the rim, not afraid to shoot the ball, field goal attempts, just anything, hook shots and all that. And, and still being a very impactful player because we saw games where Ben Simmons wasn't there. Like, that was the biggest thing, you know. I watched Ben Simmons play. I'm so frustrated. He passes out of too many layups. You're like, get him off the court, but then it will be two or three games where he doesn't play and the Sixers offense doesn't flow right. So you wanted to get a guy alongside of Ben Simmons, like a Kyle Lowry or this, that, and the third. We thought George Hill would pay off. But now not only do we need a guy, we need to get this guy out for another guy. So it's like we keep... You know, two steps forward, three steps backwards. Yep. You know, I'm actually very frustrated in terms of how the deadline was handled because I did think George Hill was going to be a really good pickup. But, you know, when your GM comes out and it's, you know, I like Doc Rivers. I like Daryl Morey. But, of course, you're allowed to see things that you don't like. I don't like the fact that, you know, they came out and said this is a championship or bust, right? Kyle Lowry was sitting there. The Toronto Raptors got nothing for Kyle Lowry. He sat for the second half of the season and, and did nothing. I Like, the Toronto Raptors did not make the playoffs. And, and to be honest with you, I see people asking, you know, if we can't get Dame, what do you think? I, I think it's, you know, a realistic thing here that Kyle Lowry could end up with the Sixers. I really do. Coming back home, I, I definitely think that's a realistic option. Like if a sign and trade? It, it probably would be a sign and trade. Um, I don't know how much value would be there, you know, what the Raptors would demand. Um but at the same time, it's like, you know, in, in terms of Kyle Lowry, if if we go out and get him now, right, then why the hell did you not do it at the deadline? <laughs> I know this too. I know they they apparently demanded a huge package, but look at how this played out. I know that you couldn't predict all the injuries in the playoffs and this and that, but if you're talking championship aspirations, we sat around and we got George Hill and he didn't pan out. Like I feel like we could have done more. Yeah, and then just think. That Ben Simmons, look, there's been two trade proposals for Ben Simmons. Earlier this season, James Harden was part of the package. After the season, it's Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, but just let that sink in. The dude makes an all-star. He, no, no. He was in trade talks to get James Harden. One of the, one of the best, uh, backcourt players in the game right now pick and roll monster and then he makes the all-star team and he goes from the all-star player who was in conversations to get james harden to well we can give you malcolm brogdon for him it's unbelievable it's unbelievable um shout out to mo bamba here appreciate the comment he says sixers are in trade talks with the kings on a simmons fox swap i just wanted to address this I would love De'Aaron Fox, but let me tell you something, okay? People have been saying this a lot. It would make no sense for the Kings, who just paid De'Aaron Fox, I think, a max contract. might have been a super max. I'm not sure. But it it would make no sense for them to then go ahead and trade De'Aaron Fox when they have potentially one of the best young uh, backcourts with him, Tyrese Halliburton. If anybody, it's going to be Buddy Heald, who's been rumored out of there for years. Um, I just don't see a way that the Kings would trade De'Aaron Fox. Um, and, you know, the, the the options are limited here, man. And depend like, I get what people are saying, like, they don't want to trade Ben Simmons now when everybody's angry, right? 
But then again, like, what, like, if we go into next season with Ben Simmons, then then what happens then? Is he going to improve that much? Is that going to make us a title contender? I, I don't know. I don't and, know. And, you know, and you know what it is? It's hard because, you know, we all talk about it. Me, you, DJ, every Sixer fan, everybody in the chat. Like, we're not – we come back and run it back. You know, we sign some of our free agents and stuff like that. And we come out, we start out some, like, 10 and 2. We're going to be excited. But, like, How? How? I mean, the ten and two star is still not going to erase the fact that once we get to the playoffs, things change. You know what I mean? I see Ben Simmons doing this, but I'm always going to have in my mind until I see otherwise. Is he going to shut down? Is he going to be able to play in the playoffs where things switch again? You play, you know, the the regular season is 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 wild. You go from Sacramento to to Philly to Los Angeles to Toronto to you go all these places and you don't have time to game plan 100%. You get in the series, you study these guys, you got an opportunity to play these guys seven times. You know what I mean? You really have all the, there's no such thing as a back to back. You have time to really settle down and, and do what you need to do. And the playoff tape of Ben Simmons is ugly and it got uglier. And yep. it's like, <clears throat> Daryl Morey has his hands full. Um, you know, he came in and did go to stuff by getting Al Horford off the books and getting a shooter who shot 40%. Danny Green did shoot 40% this year, which is better than what he did with the Lakers. So I know a lot of people got the Danny Green building brick wall things. I mean, he was streaky. He had some bad games, but uh, he was 40%. So let me ask you this. Dwight Howard, Danny Green, and Furkan Korkmaz, they're the the big three when it comes to free agents. I think uh, Tucker's a free agent. Mike Scott is a free agent. And uh, who else? There was one more. Um, Mike Mike Scott, Corkmaz, Dwight, Danny Green, and uh, I think Tolliver. Oh, Tolliver. Tol- no, no, Tolliver. Gary Clark. Gary Clark it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah why, why are we even trying Gary Clark? What what was that for? Was that just like a, a cheerleader on the sideline? Like the yeah. man never even played. He didn't. I don't so know. yeah, so so Gary Clark, Mike Scott, and Tucker, they're probably automatically gone. Do you think we get all three of the Furcon, Dwight, and Danny Green? And if we can only bring back two, who would you take? All right, let me say this first and foremost before <laughs> I answer your question. For the you know. Us fans had to literally, we we had to, you know, we, I'll I'll use a kind word and, and, you know, for, for lack of a better word, we had to suffer. Okay. Through these playoffs, hoping that Furkan Korkmaz or Shake Milton would step up and give us something off the bench. Our bench gave us absolutely nothing. They could have, they could have literally just not even played and they would have given us more than what they gave us. So, you know, when, when I'm looking at this bench and for years, people were trying to defend this. Furkan's got to go. At this point, Shake, I, I don't care about Shake Milton anymore. Like, you know what we need to do? We need to go out and get one of those $8 million a year off the bench type of guys that is going to give you 15 points a game. That's what we need to do. I'm tired of yeah. settling for second round. Like, I like Isaiah Joe. I like Paul Reed. I think they can give us something. But, but like, I'm, we're trying to build a championship depth yeah. team. Just for instance, look at the damn Suns. Look at the Clippers. Look at some of these teams. Look they at the are Hawks. Deep. The Hawks. 
They have shooter after shooter after shooter coming off the bench, just letting it fly. They have Danilo Gallinari who can't miss a damn shot. Like, and, and look at pepper. the Suns. Campaign. Cameron Payne sucked five years ago. This he dude was, is lighting it up. He was playing for China. <laughs> just, just this season, he was not even on a team. Look, this, this past season, <laughs> he's playing for the, the Shanghai Sharks. The dude comes over, signs a 10-day contract, and now he's dropping 28 in the Western dude. Conference Finals. Look at the Suns bench. Look at the guys they have coming off here just producing and producing. We have to stop settling. We have to stop it, man. Um, it's time to get some of these guys out of here and just get some real bench players. Uh, but to answer your question, I think Danny Green is actually a really important piece to bring back. If I'm Danny Green, I'm looking at this situation like I'm getting older and I've been listening to his podcast. He's like, you know, realistically, this is a situation where he can still get the minutes he wants. But he said he is trying to maximize his dollar value, of course, as he's getting older. You know, are we going to have the flexibility to pay him? That's another question. But if I'm Danny Green, I still view the Sixers as a team that can win if they do the necessary things. So, I mean, I want Danny Green back. I think he's great in a locker room. I've enjoyed him more as the year went on. It sucks that he got hurt. I really think, even though he, he's slow on defense, I really think he does help the, you know, kind of how we play. I think he's really good for how we play. Um, but let me tell you, I think it's going to be hard to bring him back. And I, I have a gut feeling, this is the first time I'm saying this, I have a feeling he's going to go to the Knicks or the Nets. I have a feeling he's going to go back uh, home to New York because, you know, what do the Knicks need? They need shooting. What, yeah. what could he do if he goes to the Nets? You know, just, just fit right in. So I have a feeling he may go back home, but I, I hope that we find a way to get a great veteran like Danny back and Dwight Howard, same there. I, I love the guy's energy, and if we could bring them back, I think you got to do it. Those are guys I would pay money to. Yeah, I would definitely go to the Dwight Howard, Denny Green route, Furcon. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of Furcon fans out there. Shout out to Eric R. and Philly Jackson, who always be in my play-by-plays talking about some Turkish Tatum. You know what I mean? The Turkish trigger. But he gots to go if, if it's out of them. And listen, by no means do we do me or RB think Danny Green is great. But what he brings you in the locker room is great. What he, and, and, and again, he cannot guard a Trey Young type. But you put him on a shooting guard, a, a small forward. He just he's he he got that veteran defensive presence. He's still a solid B minus defender in this league. And you could put on these games where he's brick 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 brick, but the dude shot forty percent. What is it? The NBA average is what 38 percent. You know what I mean? Kevin Love, who we yep. talking about for three balls, he shot thirty seven in an ugly situation over there. He shot forty percent. I won't I won't lose him unless he's asking for that big dollar. But you know how we can help him? Let's all go subscribe to his channel, drop him a couple super <laughs> chats. You know what I mean? Say stay in Philly. We love you. You ain't gonna get the view. <laughs> stay in Philly. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was, I mean, he was heating up, man. You know, second half of the year. I know he didn't really get going in the playoffs. Danny Green was lighting it up the second half of the year, and I feel like he just got more comfortable. You know, let's not forget this dude literally had like a month between last season and this season. He went from the Lakers to OKC for like two days, and then he was on a flight to Philadelphia, and three weeks later, he's already playing the game, you know, in Philly, and it's like, you know, I think he just needed some time, but man, he started to fit nice, and like you said, he I just think he does more than just on the court. Um, he's a, Even if he wasn't a starter, like, 
I hope Matisse Thibel can become the Danny Green, a better Danny Green. But uh, the dude just knows how to win. So I hope we can bring him back. Um, this next one's rough. <clears throat> shout out to Bold coming in with a $5 super chat. We appreciate it. It says, the league is built around guards. I wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers trade Joel. When is the last time a dominant center won a championship? I'm going to let you take this. But let me just say, if you guys don't know, Joel is up for the Supermax extension. So he did know. change his agents. Right. His agency. <laughs> um, here's the thing. You're right. The last time a super uh, a dominant center won a championship is a while because it's a new game. But hold up. Joel Embiid is a new type of center. He's not. He can play like the Shaq and Dwight Howard back in Orlando version. He doesn't do it often, always. He can be dominant in a low block and just bully his way through. But he shoots threes. He sh- at a career high this season. He got the nastiest mid-range game for a center. I'm not talking just seven foot because you can classify KD around there. Um, but at a legit center. One of the best mid-rangers, and so he's a unicorn. But I do agree, the championship teams have great guard play. You know what I mean? Giannis is the leader of the Bucks, but you get some great guard play from Middleton at times. Look at the Hawks. They're all about the guard play, and the only reason their big men score is because of the guard play. And then you got the Suns, CP3, and Booker. You know, there's been a lot of great guard play. Look at the Clippers pushing before Kawhi went out. You got two backcourt guys in Kawhi and PG who can get to the rim, but they're going to give you stuff uh, mid-range and whatnot. But again, I look at Joel Embiid as a a guy who can do a lot of things. Joel Embiid is a seven foot two guard at times, and I think he gets a little bit too guardish with the turnaround fadeaways and stuff. I'm not mad when he does it. But I think he has, he has to have that mindset when he takes a couple jump shots as it's not falling, get to the rim. Because unlike other centers, when Shaq got fouled, he was upset because he couldn't make his free throws. When Dwight got fouled, he was upset. When you foul Joel Embiid, he's like, thank you, because he's an 80-plus percent free throw shooter. And that's also where he separates himself. And people want to say that, you know, Embiid gets too many easy calls and blah, 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 blah. No, it's just that. The way he plays, a seven foot two guy doing Euro steps, finesse game, and in the blink of an eye, hit you with an elbow and go up. It's hard to referee that. But when you send Shaq and Howard to the line, brick, 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 you send him to the line 22 times, he's coming away with 18 points from the free throw line. Yeah, I'm going to side with Mike there. I think, um, you know, with, with how Joe will be, he's not, you know, he, the last time a dominant center won a championship, the center position was looked at differently than it is now because of players like Joel Embiid. And you know what else they say? That, that people want to say, well, Joel gets injured too much. Well, maybe he does. But you know why he has to take these shots? You know why he has to play outside the paint? Because we don't have a damn point guard. He's, he's playing like a point guard sometimes. He really is. Um, and I, I just think, you know, you, you brought up the Bucks and the Suns, right? Guess what? Guess what's different with the Bucks and the Suns from last year to this year? You know what it is? A point guard, Chris Paul and Drew Holiday. I mean, if yeah. that I, come on, man. I mean, we got to see this. We it's time to get a point guard on this team. And we could have had um, Lowry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And who knows? Who knows? But shout out to Omar coming with the five dollar donation. We appreciate it. Says Doc needs to be fired. This may sound like a Philly fan response. We can't ignore the fact. This man lost two playoff leads in a row. 
18 and 26. I'll never forget them two numbers for the simple fact that that was disgusting. The 18 hurt, but back to back, it's ridiculous. And and his resume speaks for itself when it comes to choking. How do you feel about that? I know you you put out a whole video on on Doc Rivers. Yeah, and I, and I got a ton of heat for it, saying, "Oh, what you're a bad person for even." Thinking that Doc Rivers, after one year, should he? You know, all I was, I was just throwing the conversation out there. You know, like I agree with what Omar's saying. At the same time, I don't think there's enough guys out there that are ready to step in it and lead this team to where we need to go. So, unfortunately, it's kind of like we're backed into a wall. Um, but I do think Doc Rivers is going to be on the hot seat next year. I think if he doesn't perform, um, he might say goodbye to his job in Philadelphia. And that's it's crazy how we're literally. So close to both sides of the wall. Like one, end, one end, we're close to blowing this thing up. And one end, it's like, if we make the right move here, maybe we could be in championship contention. And it's true. It's because that's where we that's where we got eliminated at. We got eliminated in the second round, where second round players need one big change to get out of the second round. Or, oops, now you're not even in the playoffs no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and Doc and Doc was a main re- Doc was a main reason why we lost that series. But let me also say this: I, I feel like the biggest problem was Ben Simmons. He's been the biggest problem in the playoffs. And I think you know if you go and get a, a, a nice guard, which Doc Rivers has actually been good with, you know, point guards, shooting guards, all that over the years. Maybe, maybe just then, and you know, then we won't have to hear this sad defending of it anymore, which makes it even ten times worse. But I'm just hoping we can plug a new piece in there. And, and, you know, Doc did a lot of good things this year as well. Obviously, we went out terrible. But um, I do think he's going to be on the hot seat, Omar. Um, I I would agree with you in that sense. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Brian here with the uh, $5 donation. Says, look at all the guys that stepped up when their stars were down. Gallinari, uh, Portis, Lopez, Middleton, Bogdanovich, CP3, and Bede had no help. Yeah, exactly. And we wonder why this man has to do all the work. We wonder why this man, I mean, his efficiency rate should be through the roof. And we wonder why this man gets hurt because he's asked to do everything, everything. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And as the guy said, um, not agreeing with the trade and bead thing, but this is a space to floor guardish game. It is. But the reason Embiid thrives in it is because he's a unicorn and offers more than just a regular big. But that is where we lack talent. Our point guard is not a point guard. Our point guard is not necessarily a basketball player. If you look at the last seven games I watched, he's a defender. It's a yep. he's a defender. That's it. And and I can't even keep saying I can't the word defender. He's a great defender. I don't want to take that away from him. But 40 points they scored against us in that comeback win on down when we were up 26. 40. Yep. I mean, 40. And let's not talk about the free throw line either. I mean, you know, we had however we had X more free throws, we probably win the series. Um, I don't know. I just think Ben Simmons is a lost cause. I think he's he's done here. I don't think there's any, you know, reparations. Like I I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, a guy shot 70% at one point in the regular season. He shot 30 in a playoff series. Like, 
all-time low for a for for a guard. They're like, well, he's not a guard. But when he made the All-Star game, he they, he had him labeled as a guard. He made it as a guard. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. Hold up, let me let let me let's look at the uh, let's look at the free agent tracker, okay? Because I'm telling you, our opt like it's not like it's a super free agent class. Like there were guys, right? Like Giannis and um, I forget who else before, but there were a lot of guys. Um, I think at one point it was Paul George. Uh, there were a lot of guys that were – this was supposed to be a huge free agent class, but a lot of guys signed extensions with their respective teams. And at this point, it's almost like, you know, if we don't get a Dame Lillard type of player, like what do we do? What do we do? Um, let me share this screen real quick. Yeah, and like you said, he, he, with it not being a superstar free agency, I'm actually glad it's not because I said, you know, we're going to have to dip into the luxury tax again just to get some players – and so I know it's the here and now, but we're not even at the heat. We're not even able to get that done with the money wise. Like I said, if we're going to make a difference, it's definitely via trade, sign and trade or something. Yep. Yep. And shout out to Brian again with another $5 donation. Says y'all can talk about that comeback from 26 all you want. Shout out to Brian Mays, a great channel member. He's a Hawks fan, but he could keep it real. Look, shout out to the Hawks, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll give the Hawks credit. They played hard, they went out fighting. You know, unlike other players, but I mean, it, it from a from a Sixers fan perspective, you you can ask any Sixers fan. For us to lose that series, that is a, a monumental low in our yeah. franchise. Like when you go through the damn process, when you lose games on purpose, and, and and you know, this many years in, this was supposed to be the year we can't get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, it's just a joke. It is, and I'm it still is. sick about it. It's going to sit with us. Until something happens. And shout out to Nate McMillan for, for signing what he got. Extended four <laughs> years. Well-deserved. Nate McMillan, yeah. a monster. Listen, I said this all the first three games of the series when I had Hulk fans in my play-by-play and stuff. And there was a lot of cool ones. Um, Nate McMillan, 31-12 and 12 to end the season. You knew he was able to, to rally the troops and get them to play to another level. And we just... My gosh. Yep. Yep. Shout out to Alan with the $5 donation. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And Alan also says a lot of time until the trade deadline. Well, of course, man. You know, we have a whole offseason. We got free agency, the draft and all. He says Zach Levine's the best option for the Sixers. I would love Zach Levine, but an, another player, like, if I'm the Chicago Bulls and I just went out and traded for Vucevic, I'm looking towards the future. Like, why would they go out and then trade Zach Levine? You know what I'm saying? Facts. It's like, look, I know, and, and, and I know you're at the point now where we're pulling up all these trade, uh, you know, trade rumors, and we're making our own trade and stuff like that. But you got to look at the team that you're trying to take the player from, and try to and try to make it sound like how how does it how does it work? You know what I mean? How does it really work? I know it works for us, cool. I know that, but you got to try to see what are the intentions of the other team. Shout out to all the channel members in here, though, for real, for real. Yeah, shout out to everybody, man. We got 240 strong, man. We're live on both channels. Philly Take with RB, Philly Talk Podcast. Be sure to uh, like and sub on both. Um, can you can you see these free agent names on, on the screen here? I can see them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're looking at this, right? Chris Paul, I, I don't think Chris Paul is going to leave Phoenix, to be honest. Um, I think they'll take care of him. He's got a player option. Kawhi Leonard, I do expect to opt out, actually. Um, I mean, that, that would be nice, but... You know, look after that. Mike Conley, 
Kyle Lowry, maybe. DeMar DeRozan, does he fit with our team? No. Otto he's just he's doing another Tobias Harris. <laughs> you know exactly. What I, mean? I see people saying, let's get DeMar DeRozan. DeMar is not going to do anything for us. He's, he doesn't fit our team. We need shooters. Oladipo can't stay healthy. Goran Dragic, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dennis Schroeder wanted $100 million, apparently, in free agents. I mean, come like look at these. Th- what do we do? What? We have to trade, man. We have to get a star. We have to. That's rough. It's rough out here, yeah. I mean, like, you know, if, <clears throat> if we leave the offseason with signing two of our three guys back that we talked about and we pop up and get a – Otto Porter Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Another name that I do think could be realistic that I think we need to inquire about is Bradley Beal. Like, we we need to do something because the Wizards are – I mean, they're just going up in flames. Westbrook's probably going to be gone. The Wizards need to take an OKC approach. They need to go for 30 (laughs) first-rounders and just start over. And they need to get Bradley Beal the hell out of Washington. He needs to find himself – in Philadelphia, all right. If I'm if I'm the Sixers, send Ben Simmons to the Wizards or send him to the damn Wolves, both literally and figuratively. Okay, <laughs> send him to the Wolves. Why why are people sleeping on D'Angelo Russell? People want to tell me, oh, D'Lo's not a good player anymore. Since who? Oh, D'Lo guys. I, I would take D'Lo. Yes, he could run the pick and roll. Did he was dude an all he carried the Nets that one year he was there. He was a, he was good. He's and, again, an just think about him alongside of JoJo. Imagine if we do sign Danny Green back where, look, again, I want to see a point guard bring the ball down, and when he gets that high pick, the defender does the defender can't go under. Like when, when, when Ben Simmons gets picked, either he's going to hand the ball off like this or they're going to send a, a, a pick for him. When he rolls, they go under it, and he just waits there. There's, you get D'Lo there with a Curry brother on one side, Green on the other. Mm-hmm. They can't trap him. You got Embiid really having the ultimate amount of space. And then here we go. Tobias Harris, you are finally put into your proper position. You're not the second scorer. You're the third scorer. And because D'Lo can get to the rim, he can shoot the three, he can stay up there. Now you got all that mid 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 range game to work with because let's be honest, that's where Tobias is at his best. Posting up, fadeaways, paint shots. It's just let's keep it funky. And we need that D Lo type of player. And I wouldn't be mad with D Lo. Yep, me either. Me either. I agree 100 percent So for the people out there saying D Lo's not, you know, worthy of a, of a Ben Simmons trade. Yes, the hell he is. Right now he is. <laughs> It would be a win-win on both sides. I'm telling you, man. You know, throwing Malik Beasley, I'll take one. I'll take a player like that. Um, but shout out to Brian with the five dollar donation. Says, bro, I watched you suffer that collapse. We shouldn't have won. I wanted to see Simmons step up and find his shot, get Dame, and let's be done with this. I, I respect it coming from a Hawks fan. Even other fans know what we're supposed to do right now. Like, if you're Dale Morey, I, look. Let's be honest, okay? Did Daryl Morey ever like Ben Simmons from the start? I don't know. I think he tried to go. I think Doc tried to defend Ben a lot, but it, it was lot. always about Joel. It was always the talk from the first day he got hired. It was always about Joel. This man, Daryl Morey, is going to do what it takes, and it's going to be monumental. You're going to see some of your favorite players on the move. It's what has to happen. We don't have a lot of flexibility, man. But I agree with you, Brian. We should not have lost. 
And the fact that we did, maybe the only, maybe the silver lining in all in all this is that you know what? It finally forced our hand and opened our eyes as to what we need to do to win a championship. But in the same time, um, again, I still think Ben Simmons' value out there is higher than what Philly fans think of him because of, oh, we got the right organization to put him in the right direction. Philly being a harder spot. We saw Carson Wentz suffer through that. We'll see where he comes out in Indianapolis. And I honestly, listen, I'm very upset with Ben Simmons, but I'm going to keep it a buck. If he goes to a situation where he got shooters around him, their center is not that really big of a center. If they like to play small ball a lot and the center is more of a stretch guy, blah, blah, blah. Ben Simmons, especially in the regular season, is going to be able to coast his way to get people to like that team, whether they're fringe playoff team or not. Um, he got the skill set when it comes to transition basketball, get into the hole. If he can get back to 60%, 50% free throw shooting, he's going to be wherever he goes, he might make an all-star. But yep. with Embiid, with Tobias, in a city that's not so brotherly love at the moment, he can't. It's not going to work. So as you said earlier in the stream, it's the best for both parties to move on. And some people just need that because, again, the fact that he would go seven games and then in five of them games decide to not even take a shot in crucial fourth quarters shows that he kind of gave up. He gave up. Yep. He, didn't, he didn't fail. I mean, he didn't struggle. He gave up. And you yep. can't, really, can't really take that back in Philly. Yeah, I agree. And that kind of speaks to what Carlos saying right here. And I agree a hundred percent. Like we, all those teammates, them, those guys, men to men who looked Ben in the face in that locker room, you can only imagine what it was like that, like just the scene after those couple games. Right. So if he comes back, like, I, I just don't see how that chemistry is even going to be there. Like do these guys deep down really say like, I still believe in this guy. I don't know. What does Shaq say? Yeah, right. Exactly. And <laughs> oh, to punched him in the face. <laughs> right. And I, I really just think that, like, he needs a fresh start. He needs to go to a place where he won't be on the radar. And, and I, I, I agree with Philly Mike. Like, I, I just think that I, I don't think he's ever going to be what we thought he was. I think he's going to be a, a, you know, a decent forward who can defend, rebound, and he'll set up his teammates. And that's it. Like, it, it is what it is. But it, They'll have to it, – eventually, I don't think he's ever going to get a contract that big again. That's what I'll say. So, um, yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, man, we're, we're star hunting right now. But, you know, <laughs> just looking at these names, just like I, – I just don't see it here. I think we got to make a huge trade. I do. Iguodala back in the time machine. I'll take my guy, <laughs> Iguodala. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. You can put him back in the time machine. Uh, it's rough, man. What What do you think about George Hill? Like, do you keep George Hill here? Do you send him off in a, a package? If he can go, he can go. The dude played to me. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of him in Cleveland. I watched him a little in OKC. He legitly, he legitly just, he didn't do nothing. He was as passive as Simmons was. Like, George Hill, like, yo, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> He didn't fit. He didn't fit. I, I don't think he was able to get his feet under him, really. Um, I think Doc used him a little bit too sparingly. But again, man, like, Doc Rivers got to be better in, in his own right for being a championship coach, 
knowing what he knows. I think he just he he, he has too big of a leash for the bench. I mean, you don't and he just plays guys randomly. I mean, he doesn't play shake the whole game, and then he's like, "Oh, game seven. <laughs> oh, shake. Let me see what you got in the fours. And I, I understand, I understand spark uh, making a spark, but this is game seven. You, you, you should go into the fourth quarter with what you know, not with the uh, hmm. Well, shake hasn't played. He's been sitting on a bench for thirty something minutes. Go ahead, shake. I I don't even know what to do with shake anymore. I don't. I believe in Tyrese Maxey. I think when he gets more minutes, I think he's going to be a stud. Um, Shake and Furkan are the same theme to me. Just too inconsistent, man. I really thought Shake was going to be that dude. I did. For the first time, I thought he was going to be that dude. And I don't know. But Superhero, man, I agree 100%. And this is what I'm saying. Like, Joel is, is a nice guy. Joel is such a good teammate. He'll never hurt a fly. But even he came out here and said, you know, like the, the turning point of this game, like was when, you know, so-and-so pit, passed up the dump. I mean, they, I just don't see a way it, it you run it back. I just don't Doc, see it. Hey, Doc Rivers too. This man was calling us Philly fans and media re- stupid defending Ben Simmons. But guess what? He came out after the game and he had to let the realness out. And he said, uh, do you think Ben Simmons can be, on a champ, can 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 you win a championship with Ben Simmons as your point guard? And he's like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. So he yeah. went from the ultimate babying to just legitly saying, y'all might be right. Why'd I yeah. do this to myself? Yep, yep, I agree. Let me ask you this, um, and it, it just say Damian Lillard wants out, right? The situation's not right. What are you throwing at Portland? I truly believe we have one of the best chances in terms of offering the best value to Portland, depending yeah. on what they want to do. What, what are you throwing at Portland? I'm, I I think we missed a super chat, but yeah, uh, I would do, I would get Ben Simmons. Listen, if I could keep one of Maxi and Thibault, sure. If you could put a George Hill in it or something else. But if I had to give up Maxi and Thibault, I would. I hate to say it, but for Damian Lillard, <laughs> Dame Dollar, you know what I mean? I would give up Ben, Matisse, Maxi, and if you want our first, go ahead and have fun with it. We're going to win a championship, so it's going to be late. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I'm hearing you. Like, that's a whole, but, like, in, in terms of what Portland's going to get from other teams, like, how could they turn that down? How could they turn it? And that's why, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are like, oh, the, the Sixers have no shot of getting Dame. Yes, the hell we do if we're offering something like that. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Um, That wouldn't be the first offer the Sixers offered. That would be like, right. damn, we're going back and forth. It's starting to get spicy. Let's get the deal done. Because right. it was one of them players that made <laughs> us miss out on the Harden trade. And, yes, if you look 2020, Harden was injured. Going to a different team could maybe change that. And even if he was injured and we lost the playoffs this year, we'd be feeling really good right now if we had Tobias, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Seth Curry. We'd be feeling real good knowing that James Harden is not going to come back fat. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yep. come back and play alongside of them. So I would do it. But here's the, here's the thing I want to say before you get to that. It's really up to Dame Lillard. Portland has a say because they, what, they got like three to four years on a deal still and all that. But in this day of age, if an 
all-star, a superstar gets disgruntled. Here it is. The trade value goes from here way down. And and things start to go go horrible. Like, yeah. look at what happened with Houston. Yep. They they got a bunch of nobodies, and that was probably when it's all said and done, and look who's still left on Houston and whatnot. It's probably the worst trade in the world. And it's like the Sixers, again, you got the Lakers going after them. Who do they got to offer up besides AD and LeBron? They don't got nobody. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. The Knicks. I mean, they got some young talent, but D Rose, they're not. I mean, I mean, if you give up the Celtics, are like Celtics fans are like, you know what? We could get Dame and he can play alongside of Jalen Brown and, and Tatum. No. One of them would have to be in the package. Jalen Brown would have to be yep. in the package. Yep. Yep. So like, I I, I want to add on to that before we we're about to get to this Giovanni, but yo, let tell me if you agree with this or not. Like, I'm tired of people saying, "Oh, Dame's not leaving Portland." There's a thing in in just anything competitive you do in life that urges you to win. I'm sorry if I'm Damian Lillard, an all world talent. Like I, Damian Lillard knows deep down this man can win a championship. And the same thing goes for Bradley Beal as well. I'm tired of these guys. Oh, I want to stay in Washington. No, the hell you don't. You want to win. You can have your nice cars and your mansions and stuff. At the end of the day, your t- your family's taken care of. You know, you got to show up to that damn facility. You got to wake up at five in the morning every day. You want to win. So don't like. Just just please go ahead and tell me like. What, what are your chances that Dame wants out? I mean, they got the whole scandal going on with Chauncey Billups. They th- This franchise, literally, to, to make them a championship contender, went out and acquired Robert Covington for two first-round picks. Robert, that's what your evaluation team thought was going to put you over the hump. Not a center, not an actual forward, Robert Covington. You're telling me Dame Lillard, at 30 years old, still has the confidence in that organization to go out and make it a championship team. Please tell me, inform me. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying. The ball is like 80 per, like 75% in Dame's camp. The other 25% is Portland. And then, you know, this every other team, the Sixers, the Lakers, we don't got no say because until Dame Lillard puts the pressure, it's no go. The reason these rumors are coming up is because he's upset. And, and that's where it all started from. When you look at Dame, he's been one of the most loyalist guys in the NBA. But you get sick of running it back. We're sick of running. <laughs> you get sick of running it back. Man, CJ, I love you, but you let me down on big moments. Nurk, you can never stay healthy. Who the heck is Rocco? Why is he on the squad? Like, you just look around and you're like, what are you guys doing? Your guys are not helping me out. And so maybe, you know what I mean? I yep. just and, and and that's where it's gonna lie. Uh, that's where our hopes lie in the fact that Dame Lillard wants to compete, and then you just go, you just go with the flow. And I think we have one of the best offers if it comes to that point. I exactly. just, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep trolling Portland and, yep. and making them. I'm, I'm, we need yep. everybody to make some fake accounts and just get, get Dame's attention. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And. and by no means are we saying that it would be an easy swap. By no means are we saying it's, you know, a, a favorite desert. Nothing like that. All we're saying is that, you, you know, you want to win eventually. Like, you don't want to waste your – this isn't 20 years ago where you're staying on the same team your whole career. It just is what it is. That's how the league is now. 
Um, but shout out to Giovanni. Says Pacers were doing the Sixers a favor <laughs> with that deal. Um, I mean, you, you can go ahead on that. If, if that was a favor, I mean, they're going to have to do us five more favors. Um, I wasn't accepting that deal any day of the week. Not right now, at least. Nah. I said this in my video. Malcolm Brogdon is a better Brogdon, however you say his name, is a better player than people think. Um, the injuries are are worrisome though, because he's been getting nicked up a lot. But again, Ben Simmons' value definitely went down from James Harding and, and co. But you still gotta look around, look at the tea leaves. There are people, if you're if people are sending deals right away, and we're not even really offering him that much because the Sixers media went out their way to say, Oh, we're gonna keep him. He does have more value than the average fan thinks. We value because you don't can't pull up with him, but he has value in the league because of the defense, the facilitating, the height, the size, and people still clam on to this. 24. I'm off it. You know what I mean? RB's off it. That was RB's yeah. biggest thing. 24. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter no more. He looked nope. 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? With, with his game. And so, listen. If we go into the season and Ben Simmons is moping around, then give me Brogdon. You know what I mean? But I can't – I with, with, with not knowing what's going on in the NBA world and things can shift tomorrow, I got to yeah. keep him for a little bit. I got I got, I got to feel out a lot of other teams before I just go to the first one. Yeah, exactly. And that, that to me, that was kind of just like the initial, you know, yo, Daryl, we're, lo- we're looking at you. We're inquiring. We'll be here. We'll be we'll here. Be here. But, um, Anyway, get uh shout out to Rob Dredden says RB and Philly Mike. What's good, fan? Two of Philly's best. I'll be honest. I'm ill from our game seven loss, but hopeful for the future. Go birds 21. Yeah, there we go. Uh shout out to Rob Man's great support of both the channels. By the way, we still got 280 up in here. Hit that like on both channels, man. Subscribe. Shout out to Rob. Um the Sixers are, I mean, in my opinion, they gotta carry Philly right now. The Sixers, I mean, all the Philly teams together are just like it's, it's looking a bit iffy, man. Yeah, the Sixers definitely have the most sturdiest front to work with. Um, as he said, uh, the Eagles are more of an unknown. And the unknown can go either way. But we know what the Sixers were offering until Ben Simmons had this collapse. And I think if you make a couple tweaks, we could be where we need to be. I'm still iffy about Doc Rivers, but I'm not ready to just fire him. Because if you get to the point where you're firing coaches every year, you become this toxic, worst organization, and you don't want to be that. But, I mean, everything that was on his resume that could happen, happened. It's not like we got swept. Like, we had a 2-1 lead. Then we had big leads. It looked like the Clippers playing Denver minus the 3-1. It was 2-1, but the Clippers, they came back from, like, 20-something and 30-something and stuff like that, too. So it really looked like I was watching the bubble. <laughs> And Pandemic P was Ben Simmons. It was, you know what I mean? It was just bad. Sixers never had an easier shot to the chip than this year. They really did not. Um, the, the East is going to be hard next year. I know it is. Um, oh, yeah, Brooklyn. Man. Brooklyn's going to cut. Listen, if, if Brooklyn's healthy, let's be honest. We saw what KD did. KD is taking – KD's trying to take that – I don't know where you stand on that or where everybody is. LeBron's still the best. KD, this guy, this guy. KD, with any type of supporting cast next year, is going to be hard to beat. Yeah, And they might be able to beef up their defense and stuff. Like you said, they might try to steal Danny Green from us. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. Like, the Nets, next year they have to get it done. I mean, 
they're, you know, next year is their year to get it done or else things are going to change. I mean, they're going to go all in. Um, I could see teams like Boston and Toronto rebounding, Milwaukee, a team like Atlanta is surging. Yep. I mean, I'm sure I'm leaving some out. Miami's going to have a rebound in my opinion. Like, there's going to be a lot of teams competing. Um, we can't stay put. We can't. No. We cannot. Shout out to Brian coming in with another $5 donation. We appreciate it. It says, Bill is the best fit for you guys. He's enough to put you over the top. He'll make Embiid, Tobias, Maxi, and Curry all better. What do you think about Bradley Beal? Because I, I love the guy. I think he's been neglected for years, man. Yeah, runner-up to Curry this year uh, for the scoring champ trophy. Um, just a trooper, a guy who just doesn't get as much notice being in Washington. The fact that they can never get to the playoffs. They made the playoffs this year. Um, Russell Westbrook, even though he's up and down, definitely helped out. But Beal is just a trooper, a true bucket getter. You know what I mean? And I, I would love it. I would love it because then you can really elevate Maxi or, or or a pass first. I can't say pass first because they'll be like, well, we got one, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is not a pass first. He's a pass first, second, third, fourth, fifth. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you get a guy in here who can orchestrate the offense, just maybe pop some for three once in a while and let Bradley Beal really go off. And if you put Bradley Beal on the team and then you, you're content with uh, something else – if you can even move Curry to a bench role because your starting five is that good, mm -hmm. my God, let Curry feast on the second unit. That will be the guy that you can – if we get playoff Curry to come in, and people always think you go to the bench, that means you're going to play less minutes. No. Look at a guy like Lou Williams his whole career. Career, Lou Williams, six-man, multiple years, always on the bench to start, but when the game is over, look at the starting shooting guard. And Lou Williams, and who has more minutes? <coughs> Lou. Yeah. And and yeah. you might you're not gonna put Curry in for Beal, but you might do him for the small forward, whoever it is. If it's like a Danny Green or something, Danny Green starts, but Curry gets more minutes at the end. It just goes with the flow. When your starters are not there, you need guys to count on. You can't just have the all bench lineup. <laughs> Man, I, I'll tell you one thing: the Sixers have a lot of bad contracts. The one contract they have that's a bargain is Seth Curry. I mean, this dude's making $7 million next year, 8 the next, 8.5 the next year. We have this guy under contract for three more years. <clears throat> Take advantage of it. This is the best situation of his career. Um, and, you know, whether he's a starter or a six-man, it doesn't matter. Like, this dude's going to ball out and give us some flexibility. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I I just want to see some shooters and guard play. I feel like we don't even want like when I when now when I when I take a landscape view of it and I take a step back and I, and I go back and watch some Sixers stuff. I'm like, this doesn't even look like a 2021 offense. Like it, it looks like the 1980s, and like we're it's like we're playing bully ball. Like that's literally our team. I I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. And it, maybe that's because Joel's our best player and stuff. But like. I'm sorry. There's other big men in the league, right? Look at the Nuggets, Jokic, Jamal Murray. He can still put the ball on the floor. They can do the two-man game. We have no point guard. It's weird how we play. But see, that's the thing. Look, if you want to look at the centers that you can compare to Embiid, Jokic has Jamal Murray. Carl Anthony's Towns had D'Angelo Russell. You know what I mean? Embiid yep. Yep. has Ben <laughs> He doesn't have a point guard, and this guy's yeah. never—it's just unbelievable, man. Um, Tyrese Maxey was a was a breath of fresh air, especially in Game Six. I wish he would have got more minutes in Game Seven, but like, 
just having someone that can space the floor just make the offense look natural. It doesn't look natural ever, ever, man. Hey, JM said, uh, and Beanie's a play like DA. He means uh, uh, Ayton, DeAndre Ayton. Well, guess what? DeAndre Ayton, listen, Ayton, Embiid, Joker, and Towns, they're all seven-footers that play a different style of center, but they all have their, 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 their talented guards. Like we said, Murray, D'Lo, and if you look at DA, he got Book or CP3. All these teams have a guard who can either get them the ball because that's that's part of our problem. In crunch time, it's hard to get Joel Embiid the ball because if you get the ball to Joel Embiid on the high block, now he's getting the bar, ball in a guardish type situation. He has to put the ball on the ground. He gets swiped. No, a turnover. Or he can't pass out of it quick enough because he's not in his comfort zone on the block. He did, he did better this year passing out of the double team, but that's in the block. If you have a guard, if you have Jamal Murray, D'Lo, Booker, or CP3, or in this case, Dame or Beal, the ball's in their hand. They could pull up anytime on a one-on-one. If the double comes at them, oh, my God, and beads yep. under the basket, and that's an and-one waiting to happen. But he doesn't have that. So in crunch time, it's like Tobias, eh, or Embiid, just do it all. And he can't. He's he's not going to put the ball on the ground. He's seven foot. <laughs> I hate it. Superhero Super says we can't utilize our screens either because the Lamar Odom clone isn't a great driver either. That's what I'm I saying. He's 6'10". He doesn't play around the rim. He doesn't even go up for rebounds. Like, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I think I'm just more – kind of just disgusted with the fact that people are well are willing to welcome this man back with open arms like it's not even like he went out swinging he went out with no effort like this is philadelphia man maxi like, back in the gym already maxi was probably in there the next morning at like 4 30 this dude's in there grinding every day he wants to be great he wants to be great man <sighs> yeah that's why we need. It's crazy. Triple A says, how do we go from losing on purpose to not shooting on purpose? I don't get it, man. I don't know. It, this See, I was thinking about this other That's day. That's a good one right there. That's a great one. And, and, and you know, <laughs> I, I need someone, whether it's you or the chat, to answer this. Like, how does this continually happen to Philadelphia, man? We went. We had a player who who forgot how to shoot. Before the before the season, uh, a month before the season, then we had a player that can shoot but just won't. So I, I just don't. I can't take it sometimes. Like, yeah, what's going? Like, what's what's next? Joel and B's going to forget how to play basketball? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Yeah, like two first round picks, two huge pieces of what you tanked for, and it's all around the word shooting. One legitly forgot, like he was embarrassed that free throw attempt where he was just like, and kind of like he, he, how do you, he pump faked the free throw. <laughs> he pump faked the free throw. He did it. Like if you airball, it's one thing, but he went to shoot it and try to stop. He was like, I forgot. You got one guy who really forgot. And one guy who was like this <laughs> dudes under the basket. Like, yo, Matisse, take it. <laughs> You know what's the crazy? What, what the crazy thing is, so like people still want to defend Ben, right? This man had the, his career low in points, career low in rebounds, career low in assists, career low in, in blocks. Like everything's a career low, career low in field goal attempts. 
What else is there to say? It's not even like like he regressed. He regressed. It's a shame, man. It, it's, have- it, I don't know. And, you know, that people are talking about Ben at the Wimbledon today with his new girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> ben Simmons taking off the Olympics to work on his game. Right. Right. We have a plan in place to fix Ben. What the hell is the plan? Where was that plan last year or the year before? Where was it? Where? Yeah. That should have been that should have been Doc's intro. Uh, that should have been Doc's intro speech to the Sixers. As, as as the new head coach for the Philadelphia 76ers, we got a plan in store. Not losing the second round, defend Ben the whole time, and be like, you know what? I just woke up with a plan. You know what my problem is with that though is that the the past couple weeks, oh, you guys are trying to tell me, you know, Ben Simmons has to shoot. You don't know basketball. You stupid reporters, stupid fans. I mean, and, and then after game seven, he, you know, he flip-flops the next day, not even 24 hours after. Right. Yeah, we got a plan to – was that the wake-up call or something? How about the Toronto series? How about the Boston series? Was that the wake-up call? I mean, how about every regular season game? Yeah. And and the crazy thing is this, though. And shout-out to uh, 97, the fanatic uh, – you know, I listen to them sometimes in the morning, morning, the John Kincaid show. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard him say it, and I kind of agree. At first, I was like, okay, he's going to get out. He's going to leave the Olympics, go into the lab. Yeah, right. Um, All that stuff. But listen, if you're playing with the Australian Olympic team, you you know, he's he'll be the best player on that team, right? And someone said this. He didn't want to respond. Like, think about this, though. After being clown, listen, after being being clowned in Philly at an all-time high. He has had lows in the NBA, but this is the pinnacle of him just looking like a looking foolish because of the missed free throws. That was him struggling, but the mental shutdown to not even shoot in five of the most important games of your life. Now he declines. I'm th- I first thought it was good, but if you're in the Olympics in Australian, you're going to get game time. It doesn't affect the Sixers. So there's your time to pull up. Good, bad, ugly, sad. Shout out to Australia. <laughs> I'm rooting for the USA anyways. You know what I mean? But no, real talk though. The Australian team, who is it going to be? Matisse and a couple guys, you know, stuff like that, right? He would be the best player. So in the fourth quarter, guess who the ball's hands in? Guess who got to take the shot, whether it's a jumper or a layup? Ben Simmons. He's like, bro, I don't need... Nigeria and these other teams hacking a Ben like they like how do you guys know you know what I mean so I think it was more of not him trying to get in the lab I think he's really he would be nervous he, he can't handle it he'd be the guy I, I just don't think he wants it I don't because he, we've seen it I'm telling you there's been four times this year I, I made videos every time right he's pulling up against the magic he's pulling up against the 60 point Losing deficit OKC Thunder. Yeah, this is the point that's going to change Ben Simmons. No, it's not. He'll pull up against the Cavs in, in OT when we lost the game and knock it down from 35. He doesn't want to. He can. His form is there. Why do you think? When I went to game two, I specifically watched his pregame routine. The man knocked down nine free throws in a row and was knocking down corner threes. He, he doesn't want to shoot. Like it, it, It's just come to that point and... It's just disgusting, you know. It just doesn't represent who we are. And that's my like you're literally making my main point as to why I've been saying, like, how do you even have the 
how do you even have the decency to bring a guy like that back after what just happened? Like, what what would that mark on our franchise? Like, I don't know. You're right. It's just disgusting, man. Struggling is one thing, but just yeah, I there's no word for it. You don't there see not. It, you it don't see an NBA player do that. They nope. you see a player struggle. LeBron went through the mental breakdown in 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 the, in the finals against the Mavs, right? But he still shot. He was just bricking. Like people who go through breakdown, pandemic P. He said he was struggling with. And I, I don't want to make fun of nobody who has any type who does that because people handle things situation differently. But way off P when they were calling that and he was struggling through mental illness was missing because of it. This guy's just not doing it. Like I'm going to play basketball, and not shoot. And you know what's funny? After game, you know, I think it was after game six, he took like four shot attempts or five shot attempts, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I want to stay aggressive." I don't know if that was him just being an, you know, being a jerk off, or like he actually believed he was playing well because Doc coddles him. And then after game seven, he goes, you know, he's talking, "Oh well, uh, what what did Trey shoot tonight? Well, what what did he shoot? Really, really? That's what you have to say after that type of loss? That is." And- disgraceful and that co-signs danny green's comments to the fullest he's not going to come out of his comfort show he believes that what he does well on the basketball court is enough so when they ask him about being aggressive or do you see how many assists i had well when they ask him about shooting the ball not jump shot just lay the ball up do you see what i did to trey young no okay we've seen that but did we we also saw that you're, you're avoiding the question just answer it Disgraceful man. Shout out to Brian with the five dollar uh donations. Don't know who your guesses. He suggests having Trey as a point guard. I'm down with that. I need to know where to grab the best Philly steak. Well, we'll take Trey, man. We'll take Trey. Um, but shout out to my guy Philly Mike. We still got 240 in the chat, man. If you guys haven't yet, hit the like, subscribe. We'll be on here for a few more minutes. I want to ask Philly Mike before we get off here about the uh the finals. But um, if you guys haven't yet, man, we're live on both channels. Go show uh each channel some love. Shout out to Brian. And look, man, if we, if we could land our hands on a Trey Young type of player, I'll take that any day of the week. I really will. Um, and shout out to John Castiglione with the $5 Super Chat. Thank you, my man. We appreciate it. Because we have to start questioning if Ben loves the game of basketball. If I am Maury, I don't wait to find out the true answer to that question. I, I can't even add anything on to that. That's exactly right. And you know who really can find it out is Maury. Like, Maury could just bust in his room. Like, look, at the end of the day, you know who's who's staying after in the gym. You know, and it's Daryl Maury and Doc Rivers know. And you saw Doc babying this guy to the fullest. Like, like I don't understand the narrative in Philly. The brother just got here, and you don't understand it because we're winning. But we are not winning no more. And that's the thing. Doc Rivers like, dang. Ben Simmons was part of the part of the reasons why I am now even get worsening a already horrible resume in the playoffs because he went from Ben Simmons is perfectly fine. I want him to take less shots to just a whole 180 in 24 hours. And let me tell you something, you know, I actually do have something to add. Um, if you're like, if you were a person defending Ben Simmons, like I keep, I keep telling people this, like, you're not wrong for expecting a man over four years to work on the one thing that's that's holding you from being maybe an MVP candidate and keeping this team from a championship. 
four years. Four years, not one year, not two, but four. So you take that, and then you look at Ben Sims as a person, right? Like, if he does not work on that over four years, does he really love the game? I don't think so. Like, like, how does that not motivate you? You're already good at everything else. That's what I'm saying. He's satisfied with being a role player because he can he can sustain himself in the league. You know what I mean? He could still play and be, you know, a value to a team. But he doesn't want to be great. He doesn't want to be the top guy. And we're not wrong for thinking that he would do the one thing in his power to work on, which he has, but he just won't do it in a game. But, I mean, I mean, we're at this point. It's like – yeah. As a, as a fan, we asked them to just try. And it's looking like he's not even willing to do that. Um, when you are gifted with so many different aspects, and like you said, the one thing is just do it. And we even are not saying he needs to work. We think he has something in the arsenal, right? He does. He but does. it's a decision to say, I put in I, this all season, I put in countless hours in the gym, right? And mm-hmm. I did all that to still hold back my jumper. And, and and on top of that, how are you going to like I was completely fooled. That's why I won't be fooled again. He posted a video on his YouTube channel of him, of him chopping shots with LeBron in LA. Like, come on now. Come on. I mean, he's slapping us in the face. Troll. And it, I mean, it's, it's hard not like it's hard to try to put it any other way. Like, and we've tried, but oh man. Shout out to Brian with the five dollar donation. Says appreciate the content from sports fans. Keep doing it. It's been another great season. Yeah, and uh, shout out to you, Brian, and your Hawks as well. You guys got a bright future, man. Appreciate you being in here. Um, but anyway, I think we all agree here that we you know we, something big has to happen. We're gonna be covering it before we get out of here. I'm gonna let you take the floor. Tell us what's gonna happen in the NBA Finals. Let's talk about that. Interesting. I mean, man. The Suns gonna win it, and if <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. If I don't say Suns and four, maybe that, maybe you know how you know they say like uh, Candyman. You say uh, Candyman five times in the mirror, all that stuff, right? Now it's like if you say Suns and four, that dude's coming out and just gonna rock you. But now I got the Suns winning it. Um, I'm gonna gonna I'm gonna say six just because Milwaukee's gonna fight. I think Giannis will push to get back. Hey, there was no no damage done in there, but that looked like a horrible injury. Shout out to Giannis for being a trooper. Um, I got the, I got the, uh, I said Hawks. I got the Suns in six. Yeah, I was gonna go Sun. I, I'm saying Suns in either five or six. I was leaning more towards six as well. But if Giannis doesn't play, I'm going Suns in five. Oh, I just yeah. think it's their year. I'll be happy for Chris Paul. I'll be happy for my guy Michael Bridges. You know if that rings a name. Dario Saric, um, part of the process. Go ahead and get that. Dario, right? Shout out to Zaire Smith, a special thank you, my man, for you know not playing. I don't even think he played more than a couple games for us. Uh, Michael Bridges is about to go out here and win a championship. Um, wow. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> man, but yo, if Giannis doesn't play, like I already think these are going to be a low-rated finals, right? Like Phoenix and Milwaukee. But if he doesn't play, um, that's going to be rough. I don't know, man. That the NBA product has been it's been a weird year to say the least. Um but anyway. A weird but, year that we just let just go. We just let it go. We we had it, man. I mean, 
You know, I even the Suns might have beat us, but like we would have put up a good fight against the Suns. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and shout out to Monty Williams as well. You know, yeah, he <laughs> had Chris Paul. He had Chris Paul when Chris Paul was young in New Orleans. Yep, New Orleans. It seems, it seems like all the former Sixers assistants are out here. You know, doing something large. Oh, last thing I want to tell you before we get off: um, the Wizards showing interest in Sam Cassell. Yeah, how, how do you feel if they pry him away from us? Are they still? Is he still uh, in the search or no? Is he in a what? Like, is he still going in the in the wizard search? Because I thought I heard something that said like he wasn't like uh, going anymore for the Wizards. Oh, but I'm maybe, not sure. Maybe I don't know. But like I said, you I know, hope not. yeah, because you know, like if the rails really do go off with Doc, like look at the Clippers, they. Who, who, who was Doc assistant for the Clippers? Ty Lue, right? Doc leaves. Ty Lue gets them a step further. So, like, if the Doc Rivers experiment really is, like, this is who he is, like, Sam Cassell is a guy that I would, wouldn't be mad at. He The players would know him. I would like that. But yeah, I wow. think Cassell is going to be a good coach, man, If he especially if he goes somewhere else. Um, but, you know, it, it could always be a possibility, and we would have that kind of in-house guy next year. Um, and shout out to Dietrich Morgan with the five dollar donation. Thank you, we appreciate it. Says if Ben is not traded, I believe Embiid will ask for a trade. Realistic or not, Philly Mike? I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just quit. If if like if you're telling me Ben Simmons is the one who stays, and Embiid end up leaving, could I you imagine? Know. Like <laughs> I, I don't think Embiid would ever do it. I don't think he. I think he loves Philly, but if that happened, it's like, where do we go from here, man? Where do we go? We go back to tank. I mean, I mean, the OKC Thunder have 37 first rounders in the next seven drafts. I mean, they're, they've gotten no punishment for that or anything. Um, it's just crazy, man. It, it is. Yeah. It's nuts. I'm, that's rough. If Joel if Joel requests a trade out of Philly, I mean, this organization is going like they already don't care about us. Nobody cares about us as it is. So if Joel's not here, I mean, it's going to be some dark times, man. But um, yeah. I, my takeaway from all this, man, like I told you earlier, if you guys weren't in the chat, Jimmy, we should have never let Jimmy Butler go. You notice how everything was like a domino after that. Everything, everything. It sucks. Sucks. And he but anyway, on, and what he was saying on a podcast, you know, he was talking about Ben Simmons being soft too. You know what I mean? Like, dang, <laughs> bro. And he was right. Right. Unfortunate, man. Unfortunate. But anyway, appreciate everybody for uh, coming in, man. We still got over two hundred in here. If you guys have not yet. Hit the like on the stream, both channels, subscribe. Uh, the names are right down there on the bottom banner. Appreciate you guys coming in. We'll be covering the entire Sixers offseason. Um, let's hope some news comes out soon. We got the draft in a couple weeks. I don't even when is free agency? Is it this is it also this month or is it next August second? I think <laughs> a lot is gonna happen, man. A lot. A lot, a lot's gonna happen, but um Oh, and I, and I see one one comment in here, by the way. I just wanted to address. I'm not trading Ben for Kemba Walker. That 
That man Sam Preston will turn Ben Simmons into three first rounders somehow. Like he'll do some right? crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> he held uh, Al Horford in jail essentially for the season. Yeah. Part. Anyway, appreciate you guys coming in. Hit the like, subscribe, and uh, we will catch you guys on the next one, man. Peace.